This is Uncovering Sports. Welcome to Uncovering Sports. I am Cactus Hamilton Barrett, joined as always by Big Boss Brendan Coleman. And our NFL season preview continues. This week, we're going to the uh, NFC, AFC West, but I, I think there's a, a little bit of news to catch up on real quick. Got some high-profile running backs doing their best Le'Veon Bell impression at the beginning of the season here. Sure. Calling it news is pretty generous, I would say, as nothing's yeah. happening, but let's talk about it. So we've got two big names here. We got Ezekiel Elliott, Cowboys running back, and Melvin Gordon, Chargers running back. Both of them saw how well it sort of worked for Le'Veon Bell. He got a lot of money out of it, I guess. So they're sort of pulling the same sort of stunt. They want to get paid. Sure. I want to get paid too. I'm going to start holding out. What is the news on each of these guys? How close are we to actually seeing them on the field? Is this all a work? Is there some truth to it? Well, uh, what's the load? Depending on the day, Zeke is either very close or in Cabo. Nowhere, nowhere <laughs> in between. <laughs> Last He's I heard, been reported to be in Dallas like eight times and then <laughs> in Cabo like twelve. Yeah. So, <laughs> Last I heard, very close to getting a deal done, but yet. In what country? I believe in America. That does, <laughs> okay. That's worth considering, though. Maybe they'll pay him in pesos. That would be huge. Count every peso, Zeke, because, you know, they might try to pull a fast one on you here. Jerry's a trickster. We'll give you 35 million pesos a season. What about Melvin Gordon? Because there's been a lot of chatter about the L.A. Chargers. This other L.A. team off the ground with the success that the Rams have immediately had here. And yeah, the Chargers have been facing a, a bit more of an uphill battle, but the big stadium coming up and they've committed to a two-team system in LA. They want the Chargers to work. And I feel like Melvin Gordon's a part of it. He's one of their big name players. I mean, this one feels a little more belly to me. <laughs> I think, <laughs> it does. I think we might see a, a real holdout here. And and that's that's bad news for the Chargers. He's one of their more notable players. Obviously, you got Rivers there, but beyond him, they need Gordon. Although, I suppose the flip side of that is, I thought the Steelers needed Bell, and the league still just ran with it. So, it's true. You need the league more than the league needs you a lot of the time. If they're, you know, set on, there's a story, and they're set on their push. An individual player might not even matter if the team or something else is more important to accomplish. And with the Chargers, I do kind of feel like that's the case. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And position matters, right? Quarterbacks, can they can mess around with this because they're the money makers. You turn on a broadcast, you're going to hear about how interchangeable running backs are. You, you're a Cowboys fan. I'm sure you've heard a million times that Tony Pollard is going to step up. He's going to light it up on week one if he has to. Yeah. Uh, even if you watch a football game, they are literally interchangeable, as that's part of the strategy. There's just <laughs> one that is the featured starting guy, but there are always multiples. And because of that, it is it is kind of a dangerous game for these guys to take the Le'Veon Bell approach, especially when they can say, well, yeah, he got paid. But also, 
James Conner is now a high-profile starting running back for the Steelers. Le'Veon Bell kind of lost his spot on a good team just to get a bigger contract with a bad team. I don't think the end game for Le'Veon Bell was ending up on the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't foresee that coming. He thought for sure he was going to a contender because everyone wanted Le'Veon Bell, but no. You, the good teams know that they can make it work with what they've got. You know, in fact, I think it's pretty rare that we have the Ezekiel Elliotts and the Le'Veon Bells in the league. More teams than not have the committee approach, where there is no star one guy there. It it's a it's a revolving door. Yeah, look at the Rams last year. They went to the Super Bowl. Gurley disappeared. It didn't matter. It didn't change anything. Yeah, exactly, and that's Todd Gurley, another of the biggest, most high-profile, big-name running backs out there, and he was a, a secondary thought in the minds of the booking committee putting the Super Bowl together. Like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, he's not Goff, so we're good. He's not Goff. And he's certainly not Tom Brady. I mean, the Patriots are a prime example. How many times have the Patriots won a Super Bowl when they have had a top-tier, big-name running back on their team? That's a good point. So, think about it. We'll see where these go. I do think Zeke will come back sooner than later. Gordon could be a different story. There's a lot at play here. Uh, In the meantime, it, it will be more annoying than anything else for the fans that have to deal with this being presented as big news. Because as we've said multiple times on the show, we're tired of contract news being big news. Some people get really into it, but I don't know who those people are. Yeah, give me a good frostbite on the feet story over a contract <laughs> dispute any day. That is what hooks you and keeps you listening. I have read more about <laughs> the Raiders this offseason than I have in the last... Well, actually, I can't realistically say that because they've been a bit of a dumpster fire for a few years and it's been pretty entertaining but the the point stands Antonio Brown is doing a lot more for the news and for my interest level than Melvin Gordon is who I often forget is even on that team even though he's their big name player sure Antonio Brown puts butts in seats he does say what you will but Antonio Brown puts butts in seats Let's get into our West Divisional Preview. Why don't we start in your actual favorite division, the AFC West. Is it your favorite, or is it actually your least favorite? Because you hate three out of four teams. That's true. (laughs) That's true. It's my least favorite division. just happens to have my favorite team in it. (laughs) We're talking a lot about Melvin Gordon, so let's start with the Chargers here. Where do they go with or without him? And does it even matter? It's not going to matter at all, yeah. They're going to be basically in the exact same position as last year. Maybe, you know, give or take a win there. But they're going to be a wild card team in all likelihood. Rivers is going to have a Riversy year. Sure. And L.A. is going to have another playoff team. That's what matters at the end of the day. Yep. I'm sensing... And we, we're, we'll get to it in a second. But I'm sensing two playoff teams for L.A. I have a, a feeling about A bit that. of a hunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Rivers is, is definitely on, the, on his last legs. I mean, he's been their franchise guy 
Uh, but he can't play forever. At some point, he's got to be a dad to those 27 children of his. He's going to be replaced by one of them. Oh, absolutely, and I can't wait for it. I believe we've booked that on this show <laughs> at least once. And if the league doesn't... Ha- the whole family. I think we did. <laughs> uh, well, there's some things to like about the Chargers. Say what you will, but all the Rivers kids, fun to think about. You know who's not fun to think about? Oh, I know. <laughs> Who we actually have a restraining order out of and had to move offices to avoid... We're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes here, who has been an unfortunate guest of the show multiple times. But we do have to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs now. They're in the AFC West. And I hate to say they're probably going to do pretty well. You think so? Well... Another hunch? It's a hunch. Once Roger sinks his teeth into somebody, you know, once he, he gets excited, uh, there's there's no slowing him down. And I fear that the Mahomes train will continue to roll until we're given a very good reason not to. I mean, last season, the Chiefs themselves did everything that they could to kill that push. Kareem Hunt went around kicking people. Tyreek Hill went around doing all kinds of things. But couldn't slow him down. Couldn't slow him down. They said, all right, fine. Kareem Hunt, you're off the team. Tyreek Hill, you're off the team. I don't even think he's off the team. He's not off the team. Just suspended. Not even suspended. Not even suspended. He's got nothing. So he's just back. He's got nothing. He's giving, getting a second chance to try to slow their push down. But it's not going to happen. <laughs> no. They're going to be pretty, the pretty good. The P-train's in the motion. Here. <laughs> the P-train has left the station. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Patrick Mahomes train. Yeah. Well, about we talked about your boys for a little bit. What is the story with the Denver Broncos? This is where things start to get interesting in this division, I think. That's very nice of you to say. <laughs> what does interesting mean? We have Joe Flacco, the least interesting man alive. <laughs> yes. The most dull human being. Average Joe in the flesh. What they have done here is build a, a weekly threat, I feel like. Their identity has always been defense. They brought in a defensive coach, and they're going to be sort of a, a threat each each week to these high-powered offenses that maybe occasionally gets it done. But I'm afraid we're going to have a Broncos-Cowboys Super Bowl this year. Really? I was looking forward Someday to it. Someday we may get it. but I My fingers are crossed. Yeah, I think we'll have to hold out for uh, maybe the Packers move on from Rodgers. Sure. Or, uh, Eli's coming up, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. He is a two time. Oh, wow. That'd be great. Yeah. Rogers, boy. Okay. Yeah. Think about it for a second. Yeah. You'll take Eli. (laughs) (laughs) It's looking better and better. When Peyton came to the Broncos, he only had one championship. Eli's already got two, and he's looking for a third. All right. Sign me up for this plan. All right. I'll take it. Official, you heard it here first. Eli Manning will be a Denver Bronco by 2020. That goddamn mouth-breathing dummy. Now, you are you don't have a lot of confidence in the Broncos this year. But there's four teams in this division. And the other one is a pretty special squad. That's true. You see them every week on TV, on Hard Knocks. <laughs> they are the... Oakland, soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders. 
Can we call them the Oakland Raiders of Las Vegas? Yeah, I think that's probably what we should call them from now on. Absolutely. Even after they move. Oh, yeah, definitely after they move. And they, uh, they don't have a lot going for them, but in a good way. <laughs> but in a great way, it seems. For the rest of us. <laughs> for the rest of us, yes. They are... Yeah, we talked about, like, the Bengals being just this boring team. There's nothing boring about this team. They're going to be worse than the Bengals, but they're going to be far more entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I'll actually watch some Raiders games, and I've already... You know, I, I my heart's already with them because of hard knocks, because you know of Antonio Brown's various struggles with frostbite and not liking certain helmets. He's a sympathetic character now. <laughs> he really is. I mean, he's done a complete 180. <laughs> I mean, I'm on his side. The, the way that you know he took a stand against this league and it's dictatorship style ways of telling players what helmet they can and cannot wear and said, I'll paint my own if I have to. <laughs> he really sticks it to the man. He really does. That You know what? That's what I appreciate about Antonio Brown. So how's this division stack up? Who gets the bottom and who gets the top? Uh, Pete top, Kevin bottom. Okay, and Kevin in this scenario is the Oakland Raiders of Las Vegas, I believe. Correct, yes, yes. Sorry, John Gruden, you're off to a slow start. And then by Pete Top, I think you meant Pat Top. P, P, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) The P train. Sure, which, as we're going to say one more time, left the station. (laughs) Chargers, potential wildcard team, maybe? I think so, yeah. Because I, I think we're saying there's more than one team making the playoffs from L.A., so I think Chargers get a wild card. Yeah, they got a big-name quarterback, and they got a big market. What more could you ask for? Yeah, and that other team that's probably also going to the playoffs is the first team in the NFC West we'll talk about, L.A. Rams. Good season last year for the Rams. Almost... As good a season as you could have. Yep. One game off, in fact. Had some weird stuff uh, happen towards the end. Um, Gurley sort of went missing for a while. Uh, There was a little bit of a kerfluffle in the NFC Championship game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. But they're mostly the same team. I don't see any reason why they're not going to get booked nearly the same way. Girly or no girly, they are the big team from L.A. They have a young quarterback that Roger is very hot on right now, and Jared Goff. He's got a good supporting cast over there. They're an exciting team to watch. Uh, oh, yeah. Remember, on Monday Night Football, they got to outscore the Chiefs. Yeah. One of the more entertaining games I've ever watched. Yeah, yeah. I That game was awesome, and I feel like we're going to get another one of those with some team – against the Rams this season. Maybe it's the Cardinals. <laughs> okay. It, Just saying. Let's talk about the Cardinals for a second here. They drafted Kyler Murray. They bring in a new head coach. There's a, all of a sudden a lot of hype around this Cardinals team for some reason. I, I don't personally see it, but a lot of people think the Cardinals are back, baby. It's this... This innovative offense they've got that's supposed to be the next big thing, the next high-flying offense. You know, they said that about Chip Kelly's offense, too. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I think Chip rubbed a few people the wrong way. <laughs> Never got the push he deserved. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know, anything can happen in Arizona. I admire the amount of uh, hopefulness resonating out of Cardinals fans right now. You know, for some reason, they did not buy into Josh Rosen, friend of the show. But they seem on board with Kyler Murray. Yeah, what they're they're trying to generate their own buzz here by bringing in Cliff Kingsbury, who they're trying to pitch as kind of the next Sean McVay, and Kyler Murray, who they're trying to pitch as kind of the next Patrick Mahomes. Imagine sure. those two teaming up, right? The team would be unbeatable. Yeah. Well, it... They think they've got it. Here. <laughs> okay, okay. Good luck to them. I'm listening. But the fact is there's already a Sean McVay, and there's already a Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, and Roger already really likes them. So it'll be a hard sell, I think, especially in a division that is as crowded as the NFC West right now, where they've got the Rams, which is you know an ongoing project, and they've got one of Roger's other weird favorite you know, side chicks in Russell Wilson. <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, I just admire them trying. If you have ever watched any NFL game ever, you know it's a copycat league. <laughs> You've heard that term a it, trillion times by now. It is. It is. Yeah. Whatever that means. <laughs> and uh, Kyler Murray, uh, as a shorter quarterback compared to another quarterback in his division, speaking of copycats. Yeah. Yeah. Big Russ. Little Russ. Little Russ. I call him. Whatever he is, he's still here. The The Seahawks actually make a big move this week. They did, yeah. They traded for Jadavian Clowney from the, the uh, Texans. So that's going to be a big a big boost to uh, a defense that probably needed it because the, the days of the Legion of Boom are, are certainly behind them. Uh, they've leaned a lot more on Russell Wilson from a... Uh, from an everything standpoint, really, they the franchise is completely revolves around him as opposed to when he he first showed up. Roger really liked him, but they had that defense that the fans really rallied around, and they sort of made that the focal point of the team, uh, which was certainly different, and it it worked exactly the way that they wanted it because they wanted to build this monster defense that seemed unbeatable, so that Tom Brady had some new insane defense to be able to beat which, as you recall, they did in the Super Bowl. Sure. And then they got to say, okay, cool, we're done with defense because everyone likes quarterbacks. Russell Wilson's our guy. And maybe we're looking for another Patrick Mahomes in Kyler Murray, but maybe we're looking for another Russell Wilson in Kyler Murray because they love Russell Wilson. And the Seahawks are never, for some reason, as long as Russell Wilson will be there, completely down and out of the picture here. Never, never, ever. So we have the Seahawks, who will try to compete. We have the Rams, who I'm going to put at the top of this division. We have the Cardinals that are going either way, I guess. And then uh, the big wild card to me, the question mark, who are they going to be this year? Are they going to be the San Francisco 49ers of the last like five years? Or are we going to get back to that 49ers-Seahawks heated NFC West rivalry that we had you know, in the Kaepernick era, because Jimmy G's healthy and he's very rich. Is it time for this to actually pay off? That's the question. And, you know, timing is everything. It seems like it's going to be hard to for them to succeed with 
everything else we've mentioned in this division. At the same time, remember when he first ended up there? Wasn't he like five and zero or something? They obviously love him. He's a he's mm-hmm. a Brady guy, which helps yep. him a great deal with Roger. Absolutely. Uh, I just think I think it's too crowded in there right now for them. The Rams have the spotlight. Wilson has his his spot safe and secure every year. <laughs> yep. It's just too crowded. The NFC West has a lot going on right now, and not every team can be great. And as we've said about every other division, someone has to come in last here. So who's it going to be? Is it the Niners? Is it the Cardinals? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. I. It seems like it's got to be the Cardinals. They can't just reinvent the wheel here and uh, copy. Yeah. It, it, it ha- There has to be some kind of a build-up to it. It can't just be immediately, oh, they have these two guys and suddenly they're amazing. Look, he's like Sean McVay too. Yeah, they're, they're trying to skip the line a little here and it's not going to pay off. But the 49ers might not be too far uh, ahead of them. No, they're... But again, we're, look- we're looking at a two-playoff team division here. Yeah, you think we're getting two out of this? Yeah, yeah, pretty sure Seattle's going to be in, and the Rams are are winning. A shoe in. So we're saying yeah. Seahawks, very good chance they get a wild card here. Rams take the division, and then we see what happens when we get to the playoffs. That's all the time we have for this week. But speaking of playoffs, you talking about playoffs? Are you kidding me? We will see you back here for Week One and the playoff picture. That's right. We already know how it's going down, so you can enjoy one week of football. Come right back here to Uncovering Sports and find out who's going all the way next week. Right here. Deuces.